0: Do you wish you could see our live reactions toward each other during our podcasts? If so, make sure you guys are following us on YouTube. We post all of our full podcast episodes on YouTube so you can see our beautiful, smiling faces the whole time. You'll also find highlights from some of our epic moments during our Twitch streams, as well as other bonus content we make, including dad offs and more. Be sure to search Funny Business on YouTube and smash that subscribe button.
1: Happy belated birthday! Happy belated birthday, cake! Happy belated birthday, pin the tail on the seahorse! Happy belated birthday! Happy belated birthday, Matt Summers! And welcome everyone to the Funny Business Podcast. It is Matt's birthday week. We are still celebrating. We are celebrating on Monday. We celebrate recording today on Tuesday. And we are still celebrating recording on the publishing of the podcast on Friday. Let's ask the big birthday man himself. Matt, how are you? How does it feel to finally be 25?
0: I don't feel any different. Uh, I don't feel any wiser. I don't feel any stupider. Uh, I feel fatter, but that's mostly because of Easter. We'll get to that. But, you well, know, it's, it's, it was a weird birthday. I didn't do a whole lot. Kind of just chilled. But uh, I made it to 25, so that's kind of cool.
1: I was going to say it'd be teen pregnancy, but that was I also did, when you hit 20. Yeah, that's 20. true. That's a fact. 20. Well...
0: You beat it. I beat it six years in a row.
1: <laughs> Undefeated. Absolutely. <laughs> well, again, welcome, everybody. Episode 51. We're here. 5-1. The big 5-1. Matt's halfway to 50 yep. and a half and a 0.5 away from being 51. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that in just a little bit. Um hopefully everyone if you celebrated had a really nice Easter. Matt, I thought I'd catch up with you. We did play some video games last night some Fortnite and Rocket League, but I feel like we haven't caught up with the whole Easter spirit. Um so Matt, how was your Easter break? Well, how was your Easter? Cuz I guess you don't have a break anymore cuz you Yeah, my whole life anymore. is is just a
0: uh, constant
1: <laughs> Easter break.
0: Um it was good. Uh met with a little bit of family over the weekend which was nice. Uh, Saturday starts, do you, I don't know if you do this for Easter, did you ever get your basket blessed on Easter?
1: A, East, like, like, Easter basket, like for yeah, the eggs? Yeah, like
0: the, yeah, no, not, not the eggs. Like, like, your food, your meal, Easter basket. Oh, no. So, I don't know if this is, like, a local thing down here, but okay. every year, we always, we usually get together with family on Easter Saturday, and everybody brings their own Easter basket to eat out of. But what we do is, like, put it in a basket, and then we take it to church. And then, uh, like, people set their baskets up front, and then the church does, like, a series of blessings for, like, the Easter meats, the hams, and the cheeses, and the wine, and basically all, like, the condiments, everything you have in your Easter basket, he blesses, and then after that, you go home and you eat. So, like, your first meal that's, like, post-Easter, post-Lent, is blessed by the priest. Please tell me
1: there was liquor in the basket.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, not liquor, but there's always wine you got to okay. put some wine in there. Yeah. And actually, the priest this year, when he got to the blessing of the wine, he goes, the blessing of the wine, my favorite blessing that I do. <laughs> so that's a tradition that we were able to do this year and not last year. So that was nice. And then actual Easter day, um, not a whole lot else going on. Went to church in the morning. It was very nice to finally be back to church on Easter. Um, and then a few more family members came over, and that was, that was pretty much it. It was pretty chill. Uh, it was nice to see some family that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, most of us have gotten either fully vaccinated or halfway vaccinated, which was nice. Um, and it was just a, a chill weekend.
1: That's awesome. It's I I, I saw this year there seemed it, there was a real I mean if you if you are religious or Catholic you know the true example of you know Christ is risen and it seemed to to have much more of an importance now because like you said. You didn't have an Easter celebration. I mean, you had it virtually, but you didn't have a, f- a physical Easter celebration. And I remember I quickly watched my live stream back at home from my church, and they were saying, like, really the true meaning of God being risen from the tomb, and we're here again to celebrate that in person, basically rising from the dead. It, I mean, that, that seems kind of morbid, but it's, it's, a, it's a nice parallel, which is, which is really, really cool. Um, I actually, uh, now I'm on a year uh, cycle now. So now every year, so Jenna gets odds, I get evens this time. (laughs) That's fair. You got to work on a system somehow. Well, it just turned out that uh, the, the rotation for us, like we went Thanksgiving. I went to her parents' Thanksgiving, the first holiday that we were dating. So that was 2019. And then 2020 was Easter. And I'm like, okay, you can come to my parents'. But then Thanksgiving again was my parents. So then it cycled around. Okay, well, now you're going to Easter to, to Jenna's family. And I feel like just keeping it normal as far as like just going through that, it just makes sense. It, it, it's easy to follow. Um, but you were saying with church, they had a drive-through um, communion. And what oh. they did, they, Matt, you would find this so cool. They had this hourglass of kind of a dispenser what it did at the very top. So is a skinny top, like it literally looks like an hourglass. Um, and at the top it was bread and on the bottom it was wine. So they had alcoholic wine and they had non-alcoholic wine. Oh, so you cool. basically had to dink it and sink it for all I'm saying about that. that's So freaking awesome. My church <laughs> down,
0: down here doesn't do wine. Like, ever. yeah. So I, I, oh man, that's so freaking cool. That's a genius idea.
1: Yeah. So then, um, we spent some time, uh, Aunt Tammy was hosting it. So Jenna's Aunt Tammy was hosting it. Very nice. Ham was shout great. Out Aunt Tammy. Man, shout out Aunt Tammy. Shout uh, out Aunt Tammy. Ham was great. Mac and cheese was the bomb.com. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a fan of the corn, in my opinion. Uh, uh, the corn is very underrated. It is very underrated. Thank you, very Matt. Very much so. <laughs> uh, But what was very subtle, which was really cool, and then a very hilarious story, uh, was that we were all sitting around the dinner table... And it's a small family compared to, to my large family. So we were able to sit around a table. Everyone, all the grandparents were vaccinated and everyone was either on their first or was isolated to some degree. And we were all sitting down. Ava, who was two years old, who was the youngest of them all, um, who is then Jenna's niece's daughter, uh, was wearing a shirt. And the shirt said, Big Sister. And it was a subtle way of saying that they're expecting another kid. So that was. That's and it was at cool. the cool. Meanwhile, poor Ava was just she woke up from a nap, so she of course was like super cranky, and like crying the whole time. And I read it, I'm like, oh no, kidding. <laughs> and That's then pretty like, cool. Once she kind of relaxed a little bit, she, uh, you know, she was able to, um, you know, we were able to kind of rejoice and celebrate that. And she was responsible for the Easter egg hunt, so she was the only one that was going around, and. Um, Matt, I don't know. If you're fa- I'm thinking like based on your family. Did you have a very competitive Easter egg hunt? Like when you guys were around, like younger ages.
0: We never really did a big one with like, well, at least not that I remember, with like all of the cousins. Like Easter morning, it would just be like my parents and my brother and I. So it wasn't super competitive. No, so we just. We actually also did it inside. We never did like oh, an outside okay. one. At least the last couple of years, I remember them being inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't super competitive. We did one. Some of my younger cousins were here this year. We did, like, one for, like, three of them. That that got intense. There was some pushing and shoving, and then there was a baby
1: on the ground. There was us in the middle. I was like, please don't kick the baby. (laughs) Sure, I'll sign your baby. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Ava was the only person who was Easter egg hunting, and what she was doing was when she picked up an egg, she shook it. And if she heard money in it, she spent the time, put the Easter bag down, opened it up and saw that it was money and then put it back in the basket. that's that's awesome. Grandma goes, why is she she opening up every other egg? And I'm like, Grandma, I said, if you were like me, who had to deal with eight other cousins, you had to be sure that there was eggs in your basket or else you got none. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She's taking her dandy old time. Uh, But... Matt, I'm sure as you're aware with holidays and get-togethers, when we finally are starting to resume to some type of normalcy of get-togethers, there's usually some interesting conversations that come through. Uh, some may be political, but thankfully for this one is, was not political. Um, Matt, we had to explain, um, let's just say to the young at heart individuals of, of Jenna's family, what twerking was.
0: Ah, oh, that's an interesting conversation. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever had that conversation with anyone, like, not of our age. So I can see how that can get pretty awkward. <laughs> so, uh, how, oh, they... first of all, hold up, uh, hold up, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, how did this get brought up during conversation?
1: So, so we were talking about Pennsylvania Dutch, um, and there's this YouTube channel about um, uh, questions to ask a Pennsylvania Dutchman, and you know, if you ain't much, you ain't Dutch. So Thanks. one of the things was, uh, what does twerking mean? And the Dutchman used it. Oh, well, when well, my tractors broke, you know, I got to twerk it. I got to twerk the tractor. Like, and, but really it's twerking. And of course they're like, well, what's twerking? And Matt, I'm going to show you a picture. Did you, really did you quick. do an example
0: for them? Like a, yeah. Like so I pulled up,
1: I, I didn't do a demonstration. Oh. Um, I feel like my time has come for that. Uh, but uh, I did pull up Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. I felt like uh, that was the man. very most PG rated uh, thing of all time. So and here, that's, you that's the group was picture. PG rated? <laughs> Come on, I could have picked Cardi B. I could have picked Anaconda. Is not much better. Well, they were clothed the most out of all of them. So uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, so they're like, well, you know, and, and I and I thought to myself, you know, usually when we talk about things like. How people go on dates back in the day versus how people go on dates now. I thought to myself, I'm like, there's really not much of a comparison to show about the comparison between what twerking was back then versus what twerking was now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, has twerking evolved in the past 20 years? I so why probably I did, say so. I did some research, Matt.
1: Okay. <laughs> like, uh, so the origins of twerking um, can be traced to Cote de in West Africa, where a, similar type, where a similar style of dance known as the Mapuka dance was originated. The dance has existed for centuries and consists of a series of movements emphasizing the buttocks. Uh, although not viewed in the same respects as dances such as ballet or tap, when done right, it requires tremendous skill and attention.
0: <laughs> Bless does you. Reco- yes. <laughs> Damn, that was loud. <laughs> Holy
1: shit. I don't know who
0: that was. I'm actually a little concerned right
1: now. <laughs> Do you need a break, Matt? Do you no, need to I check?
0: Think, <laughs> I think we'll be okay.
1: <laughs> hey, blah! Um,
0: twerking does require a ton of skill. Because let's be honest. You, Can you twerk? At some point in your life, no. But at some point in your life, every single person has tried to twerk. I've whether I it's I can, in the privacy of your own room at, like, 1 a.m., whether you're at a bar on a Thursday night, you have tried twerking in your life. And if you say you haven't, you're lying. And you're
1: I lying. can
2: wall
0: twerk. Uh, I I think that's actually pretty impressive, too. I don't think I can do that. Thanks. <laughs> My hips uh, don't move like that. My hips do lie.
1: You're happy to- <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, the, the term twerking comes from New Orleans' early, early 90s bounce scene. Modern-day twerking is similar, yeah, to the Mapuka dance and has existed for centuries, like I said. Um, twerking is also prevalent throughout the reggae and dance hall culture and is seen in many of their videos today with several artists making songs specifically about twerking. So...
0: I was three years old one.
1: Reed family and Beard family, if you're listening to this, now you know. So... <laughs> yeah so any uh, any conversations matt or anything unique that happened on easter besides an easter miracle being together
0: not really just just the usual um, yeah it was it was just nice to be with family again like uh, last year was tough like easter is pretty big in my family so this was not, i mean we didn't have everybody that we usually have but it was just nice to nice to have a little
1: bit of normalcy this year and we could finally start drinking again on the weekdays everyone yes Bless amen to that bless uh, the lord hallelujah <laughs> praise the lord <laughs> um Matt, it, it seems as though easter was becoming a meme and jesus was becoming a meme on tiktok uh yeah we sent each other a couple tiktoks <laughs> it's pretty funny actually oh like, my god it, they were hysterical they were amazing one of them was which they went to a restaurant and uh the the waitress was like, "Oh, like what do you guys want to drink?" And Jesus was like, "Oh, we'll, we'll get water." And then they start cracking up because if you all know how the how it works. It's you know water to wine. So yeah. and then the waitress was just not having it. No, <laughs> not at all. It's like a bunch of us going out to eat and somebody just cracks a joke at the waitress. And yeah, that's that's what it was. So pretty much. But anyways, Matt. Yes. 25 what's funnier than 24 25 facts here we are matt you're now the same age as me welcome to the 25 club i'm excited i hope so because what i'm about to share with you today matt may scare you um <laughs> as you all recall when it was my birthday podcast uh, matt gave me some quarter life crisis crises to um kind of reflect see exactly what happens I kind of went the opposite way and was like, "Okay, so uh, what happens when you turn 25?" And I found an article. Um, I will not say. I will say I do not endorse um, this individual who wrote the article. Uh, it was written on Medium, which is a public uh, public forum for people to write articles. Um, her name is Katina M. She's the author behind on adulting founder of daydreamers co-host of the unproductive podcast she's a creative thinker a lot of things but most importantly a human being and she writes the weird shit that happens to your body after you turn 25 oh so matt excited (laughs) i can say after being let's see here december jan december january february march say about four months into it some of it i can say yes that 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 is true Matt, the big thing that you will find out, and I'm sure you've already have, just based on you aging, not before before 25, was that hangovers suck
0: more. Yes, that is a fact. I feel like hangovers have sucked ever since you turned 21, and you actually start because obviously no one drinks before they're 21. Like, why would you do that? That's illegal. Um.
1: After not I say
0: after you turn, like, 22. You get a year of, like, hangovers that you're like, alright, that's not too bad. After a year, they get worse. Last time I was hungover, I had to go to church the next morning. That was
1: fun, to say the least. Communion. Jesus, do your thing. Communion wafer goes in. Jesus, do your yes. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hangover uh, cure. Yeah, so, as you enter your mid-20s, your body doesn't metabolize al- alcohol as well as you did in high school. Well, this girl's bad. That means that this toxic thing as uh, hide stays in sure. your system longer, hence the inability to move from your couch. Also, weirdly enough, your brain is more mature, although it may not feel like it. So your stress system values the boring crap like fancy dinners and in ballet instead of getting crunk on your elementary school playground. Not sure if I've ever done that, but Sounds you do fun. you, boo boo. I will <laughs>
0: say the more, the older you get, you like if you know like ahead of time you're going to be drinking a lot on a day, you do have to prep like two days beforehand like drink a lot of water, eat some bananas. Uh you know, maybe don't drink the 2 days or, or you, you know what actually it's smart if you have like one drink prior to, like the day before or 2 days before, to like prep yourself like hey, here's some alcohol. Let's 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 remember this in
1: a few days. <laughs> uh Matt, the next thing and and your face is absolutely flawless, but one of the things is acne isn't going away. Um, surprisingly, breakouts don't stop at the age of 15. In your mid-20s, you can look forward to a second round of your teenage woes. Acne, changing hormones and added stress make you prone to breakouts even when you thought you were in the clear.
0: So that's why I keep the beard. Like, you can't see it under the beard.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say that I, I have been self-conscious of my acne, Um, but I I've, I do realize there's some more breakouts than, hmm. you know, back back in the years between so I'll have, just, keep, I'll have to keep an eye out for that just just keep the beard <laughs> yes yeah that, that's uh, ultimately my main uh matt your days of fast metabolism are dwindling uh-oh yeah right? i don't like the sound of that <laughs> it says hop on that treadmill folks you've only got about five years left of speedy metabolism before last night's pizzas go straight to your thighs because we have optimal muscle mass in our 20s, our body adapts well to working out, especially cardio. But when we enter our 30s, our metabolism begins to slow and our muscle and bone density starts to decrease.
0: See, I don't like this because I already like I, I try losing a little bit of weight and I, I can do it, but it's a little difficult at Like you really have to be conscious of what you eat and working out a lot. And if you skip like a day or two, it catches right back up to you. So I don't I don't like that sound of that at all.
1: I hate, to add, I hate to put you on the spot, but I know in January we talked about New Year's resolutions. How's your activity? Because I feel like workout, to me, this is a side hot take. Working out is a, how should I say? A, I don't want to say a systematic way of people thinking they're healthy just by doing things. Like, people can stay active by going on walks, going on a hike, playing basketball, playing soccer. Playing golf. So how's um, it going? <laughs> I will
0: disagree with that because when I was working out a lot from like July to October, I was and I was watching what I eat and going for walks and doing a workout. I was losing more weight than I have been lately where I haven't been able to go for walks because of the winter and maybe I don't work out as much as I should. But even though I am still watching what I eat, it is a lot. I, I have noticed the past couple months because I'm not like, going for a walk and working out, I haven't been losing as much weight as, like, I was before.
1: Interesting. That That's very... So, yeah. Better uh, start eating healthy now, unfortunately. Damn. I mean, I'm still going to Mo's. I really can't go away from that. Yeah, but well, you just can't go to Mo's every day. Every day. Yeah. Moderation <laughs> Which I is don't. key. <laughs> Which I don't. $6,000. Uh, yeah. That wasn't every day, though. Well... <laughs> That's fair. Let's see here. If I spent every day... Let's see here. If we're going to do the math, I'm pulling up the calculadora of How everyone. How much is
0: Joey Bag of Donuts?
1: Joey Bag of Donuts is... I don't know, but I'm just saying if I spent $6,000 and I spent 365 days, if I went every single day, yep. I'd spent about 16 bucks A day? Yes.
0: Okay, that's not too bad. Which... Really well, that puts if- your 6000 in perspective then. Because Which, how often do you spend? Do you are you saying you spend sixteen dollars at Moe's every time? I think so. That seems high. I, I don't think that's true. Uh, and I think man. a burrito is like seven.
1: Let me let me pull
2: up
0: the Moe's app. Why not? Let me pull it up. <laughs> because I think uh, Mo's Monday is a burrito and a drink for
2: like five bucks, six bucks. So maybe a burrito is like eight.
1: I got drink queso. Can I, can I just, please, like... Okay, so I spent $18 on my last order. That came with a drink, that came with a cup of queso, and then my Joey bag of donuts with extra meat and queso.
0: Oh, you do get the extra meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. It's
1: delicious, though. It, oh, absolutely, is. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Matt, the final thing is that your brain patterns are basically set
0: Wait, wait, so like my thinking's
1: not going to change? So, it's as she has put out, well, it's not like we wake up the moment we turn 25 and have our crap together. But, our prefrontal cortex, the area of the brain that controls your impulses, attention, and judgment has finally melded itself together. Now that we're fancy adults, we may think twice before taking that extra shot at the bar, or buying those shoes just because, or probably not. So, we're
0: not going to uh, talk about the fact that I dropped like, well, okay, so I didn't drop $300 at Golf Galaxy today. I had like a lot <laughs> of gift certificates and stuff, but the original price was $300 at Golf Galaxy. Uh, so, was, so we're just throwing that out the window.
1: I, 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 methodically, Matt, I think you put thought into it before you made the purchase. Like you were well, like, oh, let's go to Macy's and like you pick out like six different clothes and you're like, okay, swipe.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I was looking for golf shoes and like I went to the golf shoes section first didn't like anything, went back, picked out some clothes. Then I was walking past the golf shoes aisle again and I was like, hey, I didn't see those before. Then I actually liked them. And then I got them. So I didn't, it wasn't like I planned on just buying everything in the store. Like, I did have some doubts about buying some
1: things and others. That's like me with my stimmy check. Remember I was texting you, I was like, I don't know what else to get.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, when you do, it's funny when you do have money to spend. And like you have other money that you've put away, and yeah. you don't know what to use it for, you kind of get like a little like itch on like what am I actually going to use this for, if that makes any sense
1: uh oh, well, I knew how it exactly how to use it exactly for, and you saw my breakdown, Matt true <laughs> so i I gave myself the least amount of. I guess, receiving that money and everything else went towards 401k loans. Responsibility, folks. Yeah, responsibilities. Adulting. So, Matt, I gotta ask you, as the newly 25-year-old individual, we do have New Year's resolutions. Yep. What was your favorite moment of being 24 years old?
2: Um, That is a tough question.
0: Daddy's oh, well, that a, a stumper. Probably this podcast. <laughs> starting this podcast. Um, if I had to pick an outside podcast, uh, I shot my lowest score in golf. I had 94, which is not good, but it's good for me.
1: And what, what do you hope to accomplish being 25? I would say, uh,
2: just kind of figuring out like my career path, I think is, is a fair answer. That's it? (laughs) Yeah,
0: pretty much. I mean, it's just getting back on track and getting back out in the real world and uh,
1: being a big boy. I'm a big girl now. (laughs) That's what I am. Oh, man. Well, Matt, I I hope that 25 brings you good fortune, good luck, and everything else in between that I would always hope the best for you. Um, I tried making a compilation for your birthday of like every time you either had a blonde moment a dull moment i should say or when you cursed me out um yeah i just didn't have the time to do that so okay. call myself the best friend we were poking fun at my brother trent last night because we were getting on to play some Fortnite, and we just got on and like trent's like oh yeah just let me know when you guys are ready <laughs> it's like eight fifteen at night eastern time and he goes well he's like i don't know i felt like i've been on for a while <laughs> of course my my smart ass was like, "You're really gonna be that guy on someone's birthday."
0: <laughs> I was not. I, mean, I did not say that. I wanted it on the record.
1: I was I okay said with it. it. Yes. I said it. I'm okay that I said it. But I was like, "You're really gonna be this person on someone's birthday." He goes fine. One game. <laughs> and he stayed on for a little more. Stayed down for a little more. Play a little Rocket League. Yes, um, sir. The dude still goes to high school, so I cannot blame him. For for anything like that, um, but but Matt, dude, twenty five, halfway to fifty, quarter of a century, fifty,
0: yeah. and really like. Actually, this is kind of a funny story. So this weekend, obviously, was Easter, and um, we had family over Saturday. We had a little less family over on Sunday, and it was like ten o'clock on Easter. We were at just sitting at the bar as a family, having a glass of eggnog. My mom's like, "So, how's it feel to be twenty five tomorrow?" And I sat there, I was like, oh shit, my birthday is tomorrow. I totally forgot. Like, literally because Friday we were prepping for people to come over, and then Saturday and Sunday were so busy, I literally didn't have time to think like, oh yeah, I'm turning 25 on Monday. It was literally Sunday night, like I'm getting ready to go to bed. It was like, oh yeah, my birthday is tomorrow. Completely forgot. It was kind of weird, and then I woke up Monday, and it just kind of felt like, oh yeah, it's my birthday. Okay, Okay, sure.
1: I think I mentioned it on the podcast when it was my birthday podcast that it seemed as though the messages and the Facebook wall posts that I got were much less. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Like, not saying that no one's a good friend, but like, I think 25 is also a point what this lady didn't write down. What do you mean, lady? Uh, That uh, your friend circle becomes tighter and your friend circle becomes more authentic.
0: Yeah, it does. And, you know, some people don't obviously go on Facebook every single day. So maybe they don't see, oh, it was this person's birthday. And then it is awkward when you see, like, if you don't go
1: on Facebook for a day or two. And then you see them in person.
0: Yeah. Well, that, or then you see, like, oh, it was their birthday two days ago. You can't wish someone a happy birthday when it's, like, two days past. Like, no. the day after is maybe acceptable. Two days ago, it just looks like you completely forgot.
1: Yeah. I can agree. <laughs> Well, to all those true friends out there, we know you, we love you and care about you and appreciate you. And hopefully we can all go out to the bar sometime soon because the bar restrictions have now been lifted and now we can actually sit at the bar and have a drink without having food. Yes. So I'm Matt. Sure the
0: restaurants are very happy about that.
1: Next time you're up here, pal, we're going to a bar and we're going to have a drink and probably yep. one because it's going to hit us like a freaking truck. Yep. And we're going to have to have a bunch of water and then drive back home. We're lightweights <laughs> now. Lightweights. Oh man. Well, Matt, happy birthday. Uh, Nothing else better than to have your sports topics right after this commercial. You guys don't want to miss it. Let's say you start a podcast or you're running your own side hustle and have a bunch of links that you want your audience to know about. As a podcast, Matt and I have all of our social media, all of our podcast links, and other important things. Make it easier for your followers to find your important links, social media, and latest content by having it all in one page with solo.to. I'll be honest, I have used similar websites like this, but nothing compares to solo.to. All of your links are clean and easy to navigate. Have an upcoming video? It's really easy to make those changes. Plus, solo.to has opportunities to upgrade to include more customization, advanced analytics, and so much more solo.to is giving us a special opportunity for you to get 10% off if you create an account and upgrade. Be sure to go to solo.to slash funny business to create your account today. Solo.to, it's the way to go.
0: Okay, let's slide into the sports segments for today. We are going to start quickly with my master's prediction. It is master's week. Mike, I know you are very excited for the master's this weekend. Is that correct? Bryson
1: DeChambeau going all the way. Okay,
0: I hate that pick because
1: we we don't even have to get into it. Sorry, did you see the video of him on bar? I think Barstool posted it. And it was like when you take pre workout, you just start swinging. The man looked—he was angry. He looked wow. like he was angry.
0: <laughs> Someone made a good point. He, his back is gonna be awful in like thirty years. He <laughs> he just took like it was like if you did um a Happy Gilmore swing, but you didn't move. Like, that's what that swing looked like. He just, like, charged up. It was like a video game. Like, if you ever played a golf video game, <laughs> and you go to charge, and you hold it to, like, get extra power, that's what it was. And then his follow-through looked like he was just going to, like, throw the club 20 yards. It was absolutely insane. Uh, my prediction, so the the popular pick is going to be Jordan Spieth, because, okay. he sure was, yeah. <laughs> because he just won last week. That would have been my second pick. for I'm sure it was, yeah. Because he just won last week for the first time in four years on the tour. But I am going to pick Ricky Fowler. Like, Ricky Fowler is the guy that always dresses in like all orange. You've probably seen him. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't yes. go as crazy at the outfits. I think it's his time. I'm picking Ricky. Uh, let's recap the men's and women's final four. Awesome weekend of cause basketball. Let's start with the women's because I feel like the women's overall final four was better than the men's. Um, Mike, Yukon obviously lost in the semifinals was a big surprise. This is an interesting stat. They went four for nineteen shooting. UConn, not,
2: yes, not okay. on
0: threes, not on free throws. They went four for nineteen on layups. Oh, that's crazy! Like when you think of team like Yukon, like the best women's program of all time, you all would expect day, them day. to make like every layup. Um, it was a crazy game the Stanford South Carolina game was awesome. Uh any game with a buzzer beater, we'll get to it in the men's game. Buzzer beaters and any basketball game are freaking awesome. They just yeah. like they make the
1: game fantastic. I think it's it's uh somebody was saying I, I was watching some uh Stephen Colbert this morning before my way to work and um John Baptiste who's the pianist for for the late show. Super talented guy. Um I guess we'll, we'll talk about UCLA and Gonzaga and uh how Suggs is that his name Suggs last name um the one who hit that game winner against that team uh John Baptiste was like that's literally the shot that you practice over and over again counting down in your head three two one and the count keeps going until you make it and you know I thought I thought that was a really cool story the kid deserved the highlight and deserved all the attention that it deserved and I I have to say, Matt, the women's, I feel like this is the most coverage the women's team has had. And I feel like it is long overdue. Um, and I'm not talking about the whole weights and the meals, but like the actual analysis of the games. There was people who were very talented back in the day as coaches and are now analysts. And they really brought a lot of good insight before the game halftime and post game in all aspects so i I give my hat off to everyone who put together all the ncaa women's tournament matchups
0: i agree i mean even twitter like was was going popping off like during the women's games like there people were watching them i I thought it was awesome and like you said very much uh very much deserved but as much as buzzer beaters are awesome the missed buzzer beater south carolina had two missed buzzer beaters against stanford that's got to be a tough feeling to to go home with Uh, And did you see the Arizona head coach after they beat UConn?
2: She was in the huddle. Yeah, she was in the huddle,
0: like pumping up her team. And she was like, F these guys, was like flipping the bird. And people were like, oh my gosh, how could she do that? That was so awesome. Like, that's what every single coach dreams of doing.
1: If someone was really upset, they would say something. No one's upset. It's not like she went over to
0: the coach and the team It was like, screw you guys, like, flipping them off. It was just to her team. It was an awesome moment. And then men's final four... Uh, congratulations to Stanford national champions. They deserve yes. it. Uh, men's final four was pretty good. Obviously, UCLA Gonzaga was probably an all-time game for most people. We have her who tweeted <laughs> in maybe one of the worst tweets and worst takes of all time. Uh, a recurring answer of who tweeted skip bayless
1: i'm not even gonna go with anything anymore skip Correct. bayless final answer Correct. <laughs> did you see this tweet go ahead read it out loud All for right, the audience the tweet.
0: <laughs> no idea how you could call that an all-time great college basketball game when it was won by a lucky shot
1: i saw twitter replies and it literally took a screenshot of his tweet and go here this is better and it's literally his tweet but everything's crossed out besides no idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, I really I'd only follow Skip Bayless to read the replies this is one of those like old man yells at cloud like no one no one ever thought that that was a bad game because it won by a lucky shot it was one of the greatest college basketball games of all time
1: it was a nail biter I mean I, I remember watching it I unfortunately went to sleep before it all went down in Ooh. the overtime in the last half but uh, it, I I Cannot tell you the last time a game was interesting when there was a buzzer beater involved. I cannot tell you the last time when when something was not interesting with a buzzer beater.
0: Yeah, I I mean the whole game was great. Like there was a charge with like one second left that UCLA could have won the game, and then Suggs had that other play. I don't know if you saw that one on Twitter where he blocked the guy's dunk grabbed it took two dribbles did a bounce pass like half court to the guy for a layup which was everyone's like oh my god nasty. that's the play of the game and then he <laughs> won the game on the
1: buzzer beater i did i did like how he quoted um when he was asked at the press conference that he's like i just wanted to be like d wade or kobe when hitting the game winner and jumping up on the scores table and that, that was, like, dream. Again, dream come true. Like, you practice these moments for it to happen, and then it happens. And then you are so shocked that it happens that you don't know what to do, and you already have that in your head. I'm going to jump on the scores table, and I'm going to celebrate.
0: <laughs> we talked about it with the Twerking. Like, if you never, if you say you've never thought about making the last final shot and doing what Jalen Suggs did, you're a liar. You're a liar. Yes. Uh, NCAA was also in the news this week. Uh, so they are in court trying to fight against the NIL bill, which basically means players are able to make a profit off their own name and likeness, or also if schools just give the players a salary. Um, There was an interesting tweet from Jordan Bohannon, who is a player for Iowa, I believe. He did a notes app paragraph, which you always know when it's a notes app paragraph that it's going to be something serious. Now, this is actually serious. Uh, Basically saying that if they pass this bill, he will go back to college. If they do not, he's going to go to the pros. Um, So the the, uh, NCAA, like I said, was in court trying to fight against it because they obviously don't want people to get paid. Their lawyer had a lot of quotes that came out and did not make him look good. Mike, one of the quotes that he said in the hearing was that, quote, consumers love watching unpaid people play sports. Which... I don't really care if they're unpaid or not, to be honest. I just want to watch sports. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that quote. We'll get to the whole, so they get paid in a minute, but just that quote specifically. Do you think that actually helped them?
2: Ah,
1: man. I i, th- I think this, this conversation has been a long time coming on the podcast. It took us I, a year to finally get to it. i but... have been wanting to do it
0: for a while, and it finally uh, yeah. like, got a lot of news circulation, so here we are. So let's just jump into it sure i'll let you go first should college athletes get paid or be able to get endorsements
1: i'm gonna say yes but with limitations so continue yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) uh as a member of the council i'd like to (laughs) that guy's Um, a great follow oh my god great on tiktok uh He's amazing. <laughs> uh, TikTok, yeah, TikTok, yeah, really. TikTok. Um, it could be on Twitter. I think one of the biggest things that that is a point of discussion when it comes to athletes being paid is video games. Video games using their likeness, using what they look like, what they stat them on, you know, what they rate them on specifically, uh, and just all the features and functionalities. You know, Matt, you and I have been through a law class or two in our in our undergrad and, and master's programs. And we see a lot of the, the things from Vanilla Ice, Stealing Queens, Under Pressure, and Ice Ice Baby. And then we see there was this one commercial that Vanna White actually sued a company because had a robot in the commercial that was imitating the likeness of Vanna White on a Wheel of Fortune board. Um, you know, really, in reality... Yes, they should be paid. But I'm going to take the video game, for instance. The players should get some type of benefit for them being a part of the video game. So let's say, for instance, NCAA 2021 comes out. Basketball. All the players who are involved, who was used their likeness, signed a, a release saying yes they get exclusive access, they get early access to the game, they get some type of supplement to that. I don't want to say paid, because it could get hairy, like we said, with the Vanna White and Vanilla Ice, you know, those are very two major examples, but I feel like if we keep going on and on and on, we're going to start seeing players being like, well, I want to be here for four years. Like, and who knows? Like, again, it's, those, it's the dumb, not the dumb example, and I hate putting a real world example into it, but it's like people aren't going back to work because unemployment pays them more than the actual employment.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So are we going to see that where college players do not go to the, the professional league because they get paid so much that they already have a living if they're smart and they don't have to do anything for the rest of their life? And like, yeah. If you take that direction, you're probably the smartest person on earth. And I tip the cap to you. You're the one who did that. But we're not going to see people like Kyrie Irving come through again. Kemba Walker. um, Blake Griffin. uh, You know, on occasion now. Zion. We're not going to see those occurrences happen. And I think it should be set. And and I'd love to hear your opinion because, like I said, I feel like this is such a conversation that we've held off for so long. And I can't wait to tell people who have asked, what do you think about athletes being paid? And I'm like, we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but today's the freaking day, everyone. Um, And what better way for episode 51 uh, is, again, some type of compensation. Because if you recall, back with Duke, the Williamson family was under investigation that they were compensated for some things. I feel like that will just blow the cap off and be able to give it in some type of tiered sponsorships let's take lebron james for example <laughs> i'm still going i apologize oh, no, no please do no no i that's, have a ton i want to say so I, and, I, and I that's why i was short on entertainment today i was like all right we're going to talk about this we might as well leave it for that lebron james gets millions of dollars for a sprite commercial for the sprite commercial we know that i don't think players should get the same amount as lebron james but they should get some type of compensation if their likeness is being used within that. So maybe it's like, okay, LeBron James gets a million dollars. NCAA player gets $1,000. NCAA player gets $10,000. I'm looking at this from the higher education standpoint where a grad assistant gets paid to go to college for free, but then works for the university. And they also get a stipend as well. So like, you know... Some universities and institutions do a $12,000 stipend that you get paid every two weeks. That includes some of your meal plan. You get a meal plan involved in it. And boom, you get your education for free. That could be somewhat of a similar model that NCAA players can do. Because Matt, I think you and I can both agree that their food, their travel, a lot of expenses are paid for them. So, why are we giving them more money when a lot of their compensation has already been paid off by that? And I yield my time. I now turn it back over to the the speaker of the house. (laughs) Okay.
0: A lot of good points. Um, (laughs) Thanks. But where do I want to start? So, uh, I like, let's go, let's start with the EA Sports video game. So, the the problem with them getting like early access to the game and, and all that stuff. It sounds great, but in reality, they just want to get paid. The, the, the video game, I think, is, is the only area where paying the student-athletes creates, like EA Sports video game. I think that's the one area that creates the least amount of problems.
1: Really? I do. I feel like that's the most simplest of yes, compar- uh, situations, I should say.
0: I agree, because EA can just say, okay, we sell this amount of video games. You're in the game. You're getting that amount. I think that could work. Should college athletes get paid in a perfect world? Yes, they should. Unfortunately, this is not a perfect world, and the NCAA is not good with this stuff. They just aren't. They do a lot of things that are wrong. Um, for people that don't know how bad the NCAA is, I learned in a law class once that there was a few years ago, there was a college athlete that washed their car on campus. He was ruled ineligible for a few games because he did not pay for the water to wash his car. So this is the NCAA that we're talking about here. Um, let's start with the school. People are saying schools make millions off the players, which is correct. They, well, they do make millions
1: off Sorry, the I'm thinking lower end. Of-
0: <laughs> no, I, when I'm talking about this, we're, I'm talking D1. D1. <laughs> that they make millions off players. They do. Mike, do you know how many Division I athletic programs make a profit? How many? Yeah, just take a guess, like off the top of your head. How many of you even think make a profit?
1: All of them. Zero. Right. Sorry. If they break even,
2: that is a fantastic cure. Now yeah. people are going to say, well, how is that possible? Well,
0: if you're Alabama, the only two schools you make money off of, basically if you're a Division One program, the only schools you make money off of are football, college football, men's and women's basketball, and then a handful of hockey teams, a handful of softball, a handful of baseball. That's pretty much about it. Now you're going to say, well, what do they spend their money on? Coaches. Coaches get paid. Uh, D1 coaches get paid an absurd amount of money. Locker rooms. Facilities. If you seen the locker rooms and facilities that these players have and student athletes have, it's ridiculous. I mean, they update their locker rooms like every single year. And then you have strength and conditioning coaches. Regular student athletes or students, and you know, nutritionists that students don't have that student athletes do. So there's a lot of benefits that these student athletes get already that they don't realize that they're getting it for free. That if they would get paid and they would, the schools would be fate or forced to pay them a stipend, that they would lose a lot of that luxuries that they're accustomed to right now.
1: I don't and, know if and- you have a response to that uh yeah just a tad with uh let's just say some of the facilities and all that 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 is fundraise at times too like yeah some people do make a profit off of it and you know one of the big contentions that we talk about with smaller schools is we don't make a profit off of athletics attendance and athletics and all that so you know you probably have one big donor that chips in a little bit you have a couple other donors you have alumni of donors that alumni of sports that like to pitch in and you know understand how awesome their experience was and that was applied to that so yeah you're right um but again i think those stupid situations like the person being ineligible to participate because they didn't pay for the water like i feel like if there was some type of lift on that there would be a little bit more grace with uh you know them being able to and i think you and i see that we we i think Yes, we don't have the same response to it, but we also don't see them being paid at the utmost like our LeBron Jameses, our Jordan Spieths, our Leo Leo Messi's. Like We don't see them getting paid that high, but looking at some type of compensation in which they can be able to be a college athlete and be able to be that person that people are going to see for the rest of their life until that person retires.
0: So that's the next area I'm going to go on is endorsements. Yeah. So endorsements intrigue me, but I actually think endorsements bring the most amount of problems. So the big endorsements are going to be Nike, Under Armour, Adidas. Schools that give you know, if you think of Nike, you think of Oregon. If you think of Under Armour, you think of Maryland because those are their schools, right? So. People are going to say, "Well, it's only going to be the big-time prospects that are going to get signed." That's not true at all. If you're Nike, if you're Under Armour, why wouldn't you sign as many of these guys? Throw like a thousand, two thousand dollars at them. If they turn out to be big-time pros, you made a fantastic investment. And then when they go to sign their next, uh, you know, endorsement deal, they're going to sign with you because you signed them coming out of high school. And if they don't turn out to, you lost two grand. You're Under Armour. You're Nike. What's two grand to you?
2: You know, like
0: that, that nothing. That's, that's nothing. Here's the issue if let's, let's throw Nike in here, yeah. If you go to sign like a three star football prospect, say, Listen, we're gonna give you a grand. And now all of this right now is legal, but if you don't think legal stuff's going on right now, you're not, you're again, you're just lying to yourself, living under a rock. You're pretty much, <laughs> the Adidas got caught doing this, paying athletes to go to Kansas. If you're under armor. And you go to a, a three-star prospect and say, hey, we'll give you $1,000 if you sign
2: with Nike. But if you go to these five schools, we'll give you three-grade. Mm. Give you more to go to the school that they want you to go to.
0: Right. That's absolutely going to happen. And then if they're the top-level prospects, what's to stop them from saying, okay, we see you wearing Nike shoes, Nike socks, you love Nike, you want to be a Nike athlete, you're going to Oregon. Or you're going to Ohio
1: State? I see a... Not a loophole, but I see an addendum to that. Okay. Brands like college recruits for high school... Like, college recruits can... Colleges cannot recruit individuals until their junior? Sophomore year.
0: Sophomore, I believe?
1: Sophomore year. Brands cannot approach a player until they're fully committed.
2: Right, but that's just not going to happen.
1: Right, but if we're, if we're playing the what-if game, brands are not allowed to approach players until they fully commit and they are part of the team.
0: I, I think that's how it is now, and I think we both know that doesn't happen now. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it just doesn't. I mean, Adidas was caught playing, I, or I think was DeAndre Ayton, who, used, who now is a center for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. They got caught in Arizona paying his family $50,000 for him to go to Arizona. So that if it's now legal for Nike to sign these high school athletes coming out of college, it's, it's just going to explode. So I love the idea of paying college athletes because they do put in so much work. It's just so complicated. And then the big issue just is the NCAA because it just seems like Every three months, we're like, oh, hey, the NCAA sucks at doing this. The NCAA sucks at doing that. And I just don't trust them to
1: do the right thing in the end. Um, Is it the pre- What's the highest person? Is it a CEO or a president? President, Mark Emmert. How much does the president?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to love this, Andrew. I don't know if thought off the top of my head, but it's a lot. How much?
1: NCAA President Mark Emmerett was credited with just over 2.7 million dollars in total compensation during the 2018 calendar year, according to the association's new federal tax return. USA Today. So that's
0: it doesn't help the situation.
1: No, it does. Yeah. Oh, well, they always say when you look at nonprofits, you always look at how much the presidents and the CEOs get paid.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, that's a lot. And there are there were three basketball players that met with him like last week. Because he wanted or they wanted a meeting with him to like go over all that stuff, and they did, and they were like, "Yeah, he just kind of spewed the same bullshit he's been spewing to the media." So it's it's, I, I don't think there's a good answer. I really don't like. There's no perfect solution that everyone's gonna say, "Yeah, that'll work." Like either the players are gonna want more, and then the schools aren't gonna get involved, and then media gets involved and endorsements. There's just so many things that. In the end, I think it's going to get passed. Mm -hmm. But my fear is that like
1: all the big, like the big schools are just going to rule all of college sports. What do you feel if, I'm always thinking of the tangible. What do you feel if, let's just say someone wants to sponsor, uh, let's just say they want to sponsor you. They'll give you a compensation for your professional development? Uh, what do you mean? So, like, instead of the cash value, they're given something in return, like, you know, a team wants to get, not sponsored, but let's just say the Maryland, let's say Maryland Under Armour, simple stuff. Under Armour wants to sponsor the Maryland team. Can they give them X amount of dollars to provide students, student-athletes with professional development gear to wear like because because we know like tangibles too. that's not acceptable like we know tangibles 2 is not acceptable for a college student right so like can they do that like what i'm like thinking of like more like what ifs um they what could. are your thoughts i should say I,
0: I i think that could work um and maybe that is the solution i don't know if that's what the players want though i think they i think honestly i really think they just want to get paid I think that's pretty much what they want. One other point I want to throw out there if the sc- universities have to get involved and in, and give them stipends and actually have to pay like part of their uh, revenue to the
2: players, here's the other issue that's gonna happen that's already happening. There's gonna be no field hockey, there's gonna be no soccer, there's gonna be no swimming, like these schools are just gonna cut sports.
0: They're going to keep football, they're going to keep basketball, and then they're going to keep sports for Title IX purposes. But, the, what I, this is just a fun fact for anyone that yeah, yeah. doesn't know. Title IX isn't, you have two men's sports, you have to have two women's sports. That's not what Title IX is. Title IX is, if you have 800 male athletes, you have to have an opportunity for 800 women's athletes. That's right, a lot of schools have like 10 male sports and 12 female sports. That's why the number can be different. But If these schools actually have to take revenue and give it to the players, they're just going to start cutting every sport until Title IX
2: happens.
1: And I don't see, as a weird scenario as this is, I do not see the institutions paying for, but again, I think what you're going to say back to me is, what if the university wants to take photos of Matt Summers playing for UConn, sorry, playing for Duke, (laughs) playing for Duke. And you go back and say, well, hey, I want royalties on that because that's my likeness that you're using. I, I yeah. see I see the road bump with that, the yeah. roadblock. It's
0: easy to just say, let them get outside endorsements, but those outside endorsements are going to reflect the university and players, and it's a whole mess. I, I'm very intrigued to see when it gets signed. Do you think it's going to get signed? I think it absolutely is.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think it will. Um, I, I think we'll just see the growing pains of which them trying to navigate everything and in- We'll really see what exactly happens to a player's perspective when maybe they get paid a lot of money. And, you know, again, you have that influence. Hey, throw the game and we'll give you an additional $2,000 under the table.
0: Yeah. I do like the point you made that I think a lot of athletes that if they do get to make some money, they would stay in college more. Right. Like we see, we see, there's a freshman at Duke. His name's DJ Stewart. He just declared for the NBA draft. He's like the 64th ranked prospect in the NBA. There's 60 picks in the NBA draft, so he could leave Duke after one year, go undrafted, maybe play in the G League for two years, and he's out. Where if he does get, you know, endorsements, makes a little money, maybe he can stay at Duke for three, the full four years, develop as a player. Maybe he gets a late first round, early second round pick. I like that idea. It's it's just a, such a complicated process. Um. That concludes the sports topics we have for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. It is now time for Matt's Drunk Thoughts.
1: We literally go from very well-concerted conversations to Matt's My drunk, drunk Thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's... What a way, way to line, line that up get there, here pal. here with the Funny Business Podcast.
0: <laughs> so I only have two right now for today. They're uh these are pretty good thoughts. Not when did really you have ideas. these ideas.
1: When did you have these thoughts, Matt? I
0: just you know, I just have them and then I'll just like type them in my phone. Uh this one I actually just had like two hours ago. So I did say I went to Golf Galaxy. You were drunk? I, okay, I was not drunk, but <laughs> it's just like a crazy thought. Okay.
2: Um reusable straws. Those a good for the environment. Yes. Plastic straws or not. So, why do we still use plastic straws? Like, when I go to Duncan, they give me a plastic straw. When I went to Wawa today, they asked, Do you want to pay 50
0: cents for your usable straw? So, I was like, You know what? Maybe I'll, I wanted to start helping the environment. I was like, Yeah, I'll pay 50 cents for your usable straw. But, like, if everyone keeps saying your straws are so straw bad, why do they still give you the option to use
2: reusable straws? That makes sense. No, it does.
1: Um, I think just plastic straw. Uh, yeah, no plastic paper straws. Uh, other types of straws are much more expensive, and people are just like, "Yeah, I'll just buy plastic straws." And I think what what it's going to take is someone of political power to say no more plastic straws. Like, I think that's what it's going to go down to. And like Starbucks, for example, you were saying like you went to Wawa, you got asked. Starbucks, on the other hand, has now those sippable lids now that you put on top.
0: Duncan has some too when you get the cold foam. I like those. But why can't like, if you want to just start using reusable straws, why don't you just add like 30 cents onto the drink and just give them a reusable straw? Because there's gonna be people like at Wawa, that think, I'd say, no, I don't want to spend fifty cents on a reusable straw, and you don't use it. If you just add thirty cents to the drink, just give them a reusable straw, then everybody that buys the drink has the reusable straw. Isn't that a hey, genius idea?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, hey, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna penalize the people who still use plastic straws, and by that virtue, that's. All right,
0: I have one where this one was kinda of when I had a beer or two. A Couple two um, three. Yes. So everybody has most people have Netflix.
1: Yes. Hulu, Disney yes. Plus,
0: ESPN Plus, Paramount Plus, HBO Peacock, Max. HBO Max. So subscription Discovery Plus. packages are great. And I've now seen people bundle them. So like you can buy like
2: ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu for like twenty bucks a month. Do you see the issue with that
1: uh, uh besides that, you don't you don't have a life now <laughs>
0: no the the issue is we're just paying for cable
1: right, we're cutting the cord
0: yeah no, they're cutting the cord, but by packaging all this stuff, you're basically paying what you would for cable for the subscription purchases
1: Have you ever paid for cable before?
0: I have, but you can get. What if you pay like basic and like an extra package, is basically what you get for ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus. So isn't it crazy that like they're bundling all of these subscription purchases when you could just buy cable and watch it on cable instead of having to have good internet to stream on a streaming
1: purchase package. That was that was another thing trying to explain to Jenna's grandma what streaming was. Yeah, my mom still doesn't understand it either. It was so bad. It was hilarious, though. It was great. Um, I just think that, yes, you are paying a little bit more for Wi-Fi, but I think you're getting that exclusivity with having access to stuff like that. Like, I'll take direct... Te- I think the point It This is Drunk Thoughts, but this is more Drunk drunking Out Loud. Drunk, drunk Talking Out Loud. I think there's more of the point that with packages with TV, you have to buy certain packages in order for you to get set pa- set channels or set games. Like Matt, you're a Suns fan. Like, in order for you to get the Suns games, like you have to buy a specific channel, but you can't just buy that channel in some packages. You have to buy a set of package set of channels in order for you to get that extra package. Whereas ESPN Plus, you
2: get everything. In that scenario. Right, but, so let's say, not, let's say you don't even bundle. Let's okay. say you have you Peacock, NBC, okay. ESPN, Disney+, Plus, Netflix. Uh, let's throw Hulu in, because Hulu has some TV channels.
0: Hulu has Param- live sports. Paramount+. Plus. I'm sure Nickelodeon probably has one. If you don't bundle that, the cost of all of that... Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be the cost of cable. So we basically just took cable broke it up, so say, like, here, you don't have to pay $300 a month for cable, but instead, you're going to pay $300 a month for all these streaming services. So it, it's, it's the same thing like Spotify. I don't know if you saw this. Spotify is now going to have live podcasts on Spotify.
1: Spotify, you know if you're called? listening, sign you us know, up.
0: You know what that's called? Clubhouse. It's called radio. <laughs> that's <laughs> what that is. Spotify just invented radio again.
1: Well, Matt, I I don't... Well, here comes my major coming out of me. I think... Yes, we have the three three cores. We have television, radio, and newspaper. We have writing. Right. What's going on now with Apple News? I couldn't tell you. You can now get Apple News Plus with subscriptions based on your favorite magazines or your favorite subscriptions with everything. Okay. Radio, yes, we always say radio is dead. Radio is not dead. No, it's because, not. I agree. Because of podcasts. Right. And now we're bringing it back that maybe some people want a live podcast feel. And I think now we're hitting that, we're hitting that barrier now where it's like, okay, well, people want channels that they're going to watch primetime at 9 o'clock on a Friday night. And it's going to be on Paramount Plus or Disney Plus or whatever. Like we were saying, Black Widow's coming to Disney Plus. You don't have to go to the theater anymore. You can literally purchase it from Disney Plus. We're going to watch King uh, Godzilla vs. <laughs> Kong soon. Yes, we're going to watch that. Yeah. So I, I think it's more of the competitor's market that's coming out rather than the advancement in technology.
0: That's probably true. It's, it, just, it, it just seems like it's just a cycle. Like D V came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Then it's just like a cycle. Even like the Spotify radio thing, they're having suggestions that like people in Chicago can have like Chicago themed podcasts that they can listen to. And then like, they're going to take callers and it's literally like, you're just taking the radio from the radio and putting it on Spotify. It's just like, it's just funny to think of. Like we're just like, doing a complete circle. And then at some point people are like, if radio, like people don't tune in, they're going to be like, Hey, we'll have a podcast on the actual radio. And then it's like just a giant circle. We're just gonna keep going and going and going.
1: The wise words of Squidward Tentacles. I listen to public radio. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's it's just great. I thought of that, and then like my mind was just in a pretzel for like thirty minutes.
1: You almost got me into a pretzel, but I'm like, no, it, it's,
0: it's crazy to think about
1: when you get when no, you dive I, deep into it. I mean, I don't have cable. I have digital channels, but then I also have Disney Plus. I acquired netflix from myself yep careful uh and then i've also also see spn plus somewhere else and the digital spear yep and tnt and we're going to jail. god damn it (laughs) fbi open up (laughs) that is all
0: of matt's drunk thoughts for
1: today matt thank you for sharing your wise words and your wise wisdom You say that you're not getting wiser, but hey, look at you. You're now thinking about these random drunk thoughts at 25 years old. Make sure you are following us on social media if you want to know where you can find all our social media and all the stuff that you can just get more of us because you want more of us more than just an hour-long podcast. We know. We know you love us. We know you care about us. We know that you want us in some way shape or form matt's still single i'm taken so you can't take me but yep. that's okay you want to see my cool haircut i got today go on youtube nice haircut by the thank way. you <laughs> before you know we end the podcast <laughs> um right, matt what what do you got man what do you got what do you got oh man um i hope wait before that, I didn't say solo.to slash funny business because I kind of got messed up in the middle about like you want us and the whole affectionate thing. So if you want to find us solo.to slash funny business, go ahead, Matt.
0: Um, for anyone wondering, April Fools on last <laughs> week's episode, uh, if you didn't think you were going to April Fools 10 days later, guess what? You're wrong. Uh, that was just an idea. We came up with that idea like
1: six XO30. months ago. Episode a while. 30. Ago,
0: yeah. And we it was like last week or two weeks ago. I was like, hey, are we still doing that? And Mike was like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, All right, cool. <laughs> we I did hear some of our listeners were like, You guys should just stick to your topics. And I and I say to that, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I
0: had a few people text me, like, did you guys why did you guys switch? And I was like, You really couldn't figure it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Matt. Uh next week
2: So it's not next week.
1: Then uh, explains the following week. Oh, you're one of those people.
0: But like so the actual date is 53
2: you're saying? Yes. Yeah, 50, it's 53.
1: Because the date to...
2: it came out is will be 53.
1: Right. Yes. Okay. We're gonna just we're gonna celebrate a little early. We're gonna celebrate twice. We'll celebrate
0: half on (laughs) fifty-two, half on fifty-three. It's like our half birthday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. We'll just have two birthdays. We'll have
0: two birthday weeks.
1: That sounds good. That sounds like a plan to me, Matt. I'm already here. I'm already feeling an idea that's in my head that I will share with you after the podcast. We sign off. Until the next time, we'll see you all in the next episode. Stay safe, everyone.